Hello, everybody, and welcome to the pilot episode of DOD 45. I'm your host, Ty, of Art by Ty. And today on Doodles Over Discussions, we'll have 45 minutes with my longtime friend, Quentin Hughes. He's somebody that has an impressive appreciation and knowledge of music. So I invited Quentin on today to discuss music that we should all be acknowledging but may possibly be missing out on. Quentin really is somebody whose uh, music opinion I truly respect. He does his homework. He actually goes to live shows quite often. He reads up on his band, on bands. He just, you know, he knows what's going on. So listen up when he suggests a band. That's, that's all I've got to say. All right, so let's get right into it. Let's go ahead and welcome Quentin. Hello, Quentin. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me, man. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate you uh, of course. kind of taking this up last minute. This whole um, thing that I've been wanting to do, discussions over doodles, has been something that's been on my mind for about a year. And you've always been the first person that I wanted to uh, have in for the interview, just based on your your uh, respect and appreciation for music. So, Thanks, um, man. Appreciate that. This, this whole, I guess we're going to call it a podcast or live stream is going to be about is uh, the connection between music and art sweet and uh, my approach is like when i'm talking when we used to back in the days when people used to talk on the phone uh, <laughs> i would be doodling the whole time and that's usually when i get some of my best drawings so that's kind of how i'm approaching this show is um 45 minutes with somebody like we're just talking just having a discussion obviously we'll kind of be leading it into a direction but i will be drawing so my, uh, my, the Art by Thai followers can watch me draw, but also gather some information from whoever we're interviewing. So um, like cool. I said uh, previously, your knowledge of music and uh, the new bands that you always know and stuff, like that stuff's gonna benefit, I think a lot of people who uh, follow my artwork. And uh, so hopefully we can make it a, con uh, a thing that's uh, continuous. Thanks. Um, so uh, yeah, let me uh, just introduce how we know each other. So Quentin and I went to uh, school together. I don't know the first time we met, but we went to high school together. He played the lead character in my very first feature length movie called Luck and Rat Poisoning. Uh, he also uh, was the bass player in uh, our band called Bucket Tooth that we were did for maybe three or four years in the early 2000s, was it, Quentin? Early 2000s, yeah. Something like that. And we're also in a, uh, a text message group on Fridays. Every Friday, <laughs> it, uh, we send text, We send a text to each other. The group is called uh, Bust a Musical Nut. Friday, or is it Bustin' Musical Nut Fridays or something? Or I don't AKA know. Friday Bangers. Yeah, Friday Bangers. The names change so many times. And basically, yeah. we, just, we, we pick one song or a band or something and just share it um, every Friday. We just text each other. Here's who I'm listening to. Check them out. So A lot of fun. It's yeah, I, it is. Uh, it, it, uh, it really, it started from, uh, you know, the, with the pandemic and live music not being a thing, like kind of used it as a substitution to that. Yeah, I you know? it, did, it really did happen at the very first lockdown, I think, in, yeah. in March of yeah. 2000, 
last March. Yeah, I think it was Nick maybe, or I don't know. Someone said, hey guys, here's an idea. Let's let's start doing this since we're not yeah. going to be able to see each other and we're on lockdown. So it was a great idea. Uh, every, so since then, every Friday, we even have a playlist. I should tell people, um, you can follow the playlist on Spotify and the playlist is called Bust the Musical Nut by members of the band Bucket Tooth. So if you want to yeah. follow that and see some of the songs I've suggested, and it's eccentric, like it's, it's, it's all over the place board yeah (laughs) you go i mean it goes from you're gonna hear some hip-hop you're gonna hear some 80s thrash metal you're gonna hear some country you're gonna hear you know motown like it's yeah it's all over the place and and ty's boy soul he got in on it with us too man he's 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 turned me on to some shit i haven't i haven't heard you know yeah my son does have a he's got a pretty the, the good thing about having children and them starting learning about music is they're they're they they tend to be a little bit uh, hipper than you are <laughs> yeah totally um all right so i'm gonna start i'm gonna get into drawing and while while we're drawing i'm gonna be uh, right one right off the top i'm gonna throw some rando some randos at you some rando okay. questions at you um cool. but like i said we're, we're we have quentin on so that uh um he's gonna discuss uh, how you got a couple of bands or or yeah i i I got a few i got three bands that i i kind of wanted to uh touch on and and okay showcase so so i think what we'll do is i will set the timer it's this is called dod 45 so it's 45 minutes so we got 45 minutes to have a discussion and for me to finish a full drawing um so i'm gonna i have a few questions that i will just throw out at you and then uh, when I get to a certain place, then I will let you go into the bands uh, or you said bands, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, that uh, you want to share with us. All right. Yep. You ready? So we're yeah. going old school and the ticker, the ticker on it gets very nice. tense. <laughs> yeah. School's old school's good. Okay. Here we go. We got 45 minutes. 45 minutes. To have a discussion. Ready, set, go. All right, here we go. I'm going to start drawing. I'm going to throw out a couple of questions to you. First question is Bush or Bushwick Bill? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, That's an easy one. Bushwick Bill, man. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I liked, liked, uh, you know, the mid-90s grunge, but uh, Bush just, I couldn't do it. You You weren't a Bush fan? No, no, not really. I don't even really know a ton of their music. I mean, I know all Bushwick Bill's music, but. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, here's another one for you. Nina Simone or Nine Inch Nails? Ooh, that's, that's tough, dude. Uh, can I answer Nina Inch Nails? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, but that, that shows, I mean, you have a great respect for both of them, so. Yes, I do, yes, I, that's, you know. I, my musical taste is is all over the place yeah and that's been. a good thing too yeah um all right here we go cake or cream the bands Ooh, gosh i i think i have to lean towards cake on that one cream's good but uh, i'd have to say cake's probably 
Do you think that's based off of the time? Like if you were growing up when cream was at, you know, at the, at the top, that was, yeah. that was something you never, I mean, that was a whole kind of. Yeah. Know. I mean, I mean the talents for sure there, right? Like, I mean, Clapton's got chops and ginger Baker on the drums. Like that guy was an animal, you know, but yeah. um, uh, no, I know. It's, I mean, it's, uh, that's a tough one too, to be honest with you. I just. Yeah. Cause cakes music was so different. And anytime a cake song comes on, immediately yeah. you know, that, oh, that's oh yeah great. totally and and cake like I, I i guess the part of the reason why i'm leaning towards cake more too is that in terms of each band's disc discography i've probably dug deeper into cake than i have um cream well i, I mean i don't even really know how many albums cream has it's probably not a yeah, lot right I, no i don't yeah i think that band was pretty short-lived here we go how about uh radiohead's creep or stone temple pilots creep Oh, uh, Radiohead's creep. Oh, yeah, down. you're a big Radiohead. Radio yeah, head. they're they're in my. I can't say top ten anymore. There's no such thing. They're in my top <laughs> one hundred. <laughs> you know, both of them are really good songs. I Stone Temple. Yeah, Pilots, uh, creep song. I think is pretty awesome as well. But it yeah, is. It I is super I'm talented band. Radiohead. Uh, rest in peace, Scott Weiland. Um. All right. This one's this one's a brain buster. Um, okay. John Bonham or Neil Peart? Ooh, shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, that's that's a real tough one. Uh, and this is actually uh, this this question's been asked quite a few times in, in yeah. the past in the music community. And I've even watched interviews uh, with other rock drummers. And do you asked, know what? Do you know what Lar what Lars said? Yes, I do. That's exactly where I was going with that. Lars Ulrich, of course, uh, for those of you who don't know, the drummer for Metallica. Uh, yeah, he went with John Bonham. Yep. And I would, oh, that one's tough, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a bigger you fan of that than I am Rush. You're no, right yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm definitely... I, bigger fan. I've always been a bigger fan of Zep than Rush, but yeah. I like Rush, um, but so I, I probably have to go with John Bonham on that one. Okay, that's where I think that that's where I go as well. Um, this one's probably less interesting, but uh, Great White or White Snake? Old <laughs> <laughs> fans uh, definitely were in heavy rotation in the '80s as a child. Jeez, uh, I'm gonna go with White Snake. Which one had the unfortunate and, and, uh, bar burn down thing? Was that great? That was white? great white. Yeah, yeah. That that was very unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, total total just disregard for for human life and safety. Um. Uh, from the the club owner, right? I mean, yeah, they they they, they, they the... were they were over capacity. I think it was probably, and a lot of it is just a case of with everything, all major um, uh, disasters or things that like that that happen is just kind of a case of you kind of just thinking like, well, that ain't gonna happen, you know? Yeah. Like, and yeah. then it does, and then it becomes a whole huge thing. So yeah. Um, all right. I, uh, I could say I could say real quick. I was gonna why why I went with I I wanted to touch on why I went with White Snake. So. David uh, David Coverdale, the singer of White Snake, he uh, he was in the band Deep Purple or White Snake. Right. What what about this band? I don't know much about them. Um, White Buffalo is that what they're called? 
Yeah, I haven't heard a lot of them myself either. Uh, a little bit, you know. It's, I think they're kind of what Americana. I, yeah, I don't know country. anything about them. I, I have I, an old friend of mine I know is a, is a fan of theirs. Yeah. Um, all right, a few more uh, to toss at you. Uh, Aesop Rock or ASAP Rocky? Oh, Aesop Rock. Yeah, that one's simple. easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, that dude's a genius. Uh, I saw him live with Mr. Liff at the depot like 15 years ago, and it was so cool. And I, and yeah, I, got, and I, I got to shoot the shit with him and uh, Mr. Liff before the show. They were so nice, dude, and so down to earth. And it was just, it was, it was, all, it was, it was an amazing show. I think he is one of my, my uh, biggest inspirations when it comes to drawing. And I did have an opportunity to meet him uh, through Rob Sonic, who hopefully I will be interviewing for uh, the um, discussions over drawings. Uh, that would be rad. Lounge, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. So hopefully people will look him up. All right, uh, changing gears just a little bit. Favorite TV theme song? Oh. Um, you have one. I actually have a couple, I think. Uh one of them would be the theme song to uh, Mad Men. Uh, if, if you don't know, that's uh, it's RJD2 does the uh, oh. the theme song for that. It's his song, uh, um, A Beautiful Mind. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, it's a cool track, dude. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good show. It's that John, John Hamm. Yeah. Uh, he plays uh, Don Draper. It's like 1950s, like, advertising agency. and yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. It's it's kind of dry, but I, I enjoyed it. What were, um, and what then, and then I would also say uh, I always really dug um, "Woke Up This Morning" by Alabama Three, The Sopranos. That series came out quite a while ago, twenty years ago, <laughs> dude. At this point, mine is um, the whistling one. I think my wife hates that one, but uh... oh, Andy Griffith, Andy. Gr- yeah, yeah. That's my favorite TV theme song. <laughs> um, all right, favorite use of music in a movie. Oh, I would say I, I think what comes to mind for me is like just soundtracks in general, right? Like, yeah, particularly. Um, Quentin Tarantino, Martin Scorsese, uh, Danny Boyle. Like Quentin Tarantino right off the bat is for me always the greatest use of music in. in Oh yeah. I I don't know. Is it, is it Quentin Tarantino himself that like curates the soundtrack for his films? Yeah. I mean, he has, he has a. What uh, a badass. Yeah. He's got a good taste. I feel like for me, like, uh, you know Tarantino. I mean, people bought the soundtracks, right? Like I bought yeah. those on CD. And like there were so many bands. Like he turned me on to bands I'd never heard of before. Yeah. You know? And they work so well. Um, and like the other one that would come to mind is like any Martin Scorsese film and his use of the Rolling Stones. Like totally kicks ass and works. You know. And then also I, I, the other one that, like I said, I uh, mentioned uh, Danny Boyle too. He's uh, his movies, you know. Like, for those of you that may not know, Danny Boyle, he did like uh, Train Spotting, 
and uh like that soundtrack train spotting soundtracks killer yeah it is a good one and, and the use of the songs and how the, how well they match up to some of those scenes is just it's genius it's genius i think what tarantino did what was pretty awesome was he brought music like songs that were kind of dead in the water he brought them back to life through his movies oh yeah totally yeah because some actors. of those some of those bands and actors no kidding <laughs> like he totally kick-started john travolta's career again he right? certainly did i don't know if i should thank him for that or curse him. <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> all right here we go let's get into the the gritty now um your first concert my first concert was they might be giants in <laughs> 1990 i had just turned 13 years old and uh, it was at the Fairgrounds Coliseum in uh, downtown Salt Lake City. And uh, if, if you love music and appreciate music like I do, or a live concert is, is like, uh, it's like, it's like spiritual to me almost. And, and, and you know, the, so my first live experience was just, it was just unreal, man. I remember it so well. I had so much fun. Is it at all possible that your first concert is plays a significant role in your appreciation for music? Oh, absolutely. Hands down, man. I mean, I remember even before I finally went to that show, you know, like I said, I was 13. I was, um, my, my friend Max uh, and myself, we really wanted to go, but we were, you know, still just too young. So we had parents join us. <laughs> which was kind of lame but Not really though parents that are willing to go to a concert's pretty yeah, awesome yeah yeah i mean my my dad took us right and my dad actually enjoyed the show and and you know that like new wave and like 80s you know pop music was not my dad's jam what was but, his jam what was your dad what what music was playing in in your in your household when you were oh growing God. up yeah yeah just uh just all your your classic rock staples you know pink floyd led zeppelin uh, he was really big into uh, Southern Pride rock and roll, you know, like Molly Hatchet and Commander Cody and Leonard Skinner. Those, those are all, and I, that's that's another vivid memory I have too of being a little kid and thumbing through my dad's vinyl and, you know, like putting a record on and listening to it, and you didn't, you don't even know what the hell it is, but you like the artwork, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh man, that's a really cool picture, you know, and bust oh, out the record and play it you may not like the music but the artwork sure was cool you know yeah that's sort of something that I, is kind of a bummer that kind yeah. of in the digital world we've sort of lost that whole thing of, of an album having the cover art and the and the uh jacket or what the liner notes and all of that yeah stuff. agreed man yeah the digital age has killed the whole uh experience of of for some people, I mean, you know, vinyl's still huge. Vinyl, there people collect vinyl avidly, and but like for me, it kind of it killed my love for like, dude. I'd go to the record store and and spend sometimes hours in there just thumbing through titles and like, you know, listening to you know. That's I was a great outlet for me to discover new music too, right? Because the record store employees would be spinning something like, oh man, who's this? You know? Yeah. Well, we gotta uh, get both bus of like because one of the great things that i do like about this digital age and um is that they have like i'm discovering music i probably never would have ever discovered through like their suggest like in spotify or any of the right. music platforms you listen to have that section that's like here you might totally. like this yep 
I also yeah, like I, to be able to just grab a song like anytime I want to hear a specific song and absolutely. not through the tapes, like just absolutely. It. And and how, how the ease of like of creating a your own customized playlist, you know? Yeah, that's so fantastic. You don't have to throw a CD into the computer and drag and drop songs and burn the CD and <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I remember burning CDs? That was fun. <laughs> yeah, or even even younger, like in the '80s when you were like making mixtapes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> got had you know. So I remember like the first time I got my 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 first stereo had the dual cassette player and the turntable, and I thought I was hot shit man <laughs> and i made mixtapes for days all right well so we got 30 minutes now so yeah that's cool. uh kind of where i wanted to go so some of those questions and stuff kind of will let people give a sense of uh your knowledge of music and kind of they can now base what you're gonna lead us to um cool off of who you were so um yeah why don't you go ahead and uh at, you have a open mic now to discuss uh, whatever um whatever you want to discuss okay yeah so uh you know i'd probably start with my my love and appreciation for music and you know it started at a really young age i come from a, a musical family a lot of a lot of people learned to play instruments and you know like my dad played in a band and it was big into rock and roll as i mentioned earlier and i think that's kind of where it kicked off for me and, you know, as, as I, being a young kid in the 80s, uh, you know, my, my early influences, aside from like my dad's records and the, you know, classic rock and stuff, I really got into uh, heavy metal and punk rock, just totally ate up like Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer, Exodus, Suicidal Tendencies. And so, you know, when I was little, it's kind of like, I, I was pretty... I don't want to say narrow-minded, but kind of like I didn't, I wasn't too open to listening. Like you weren't catching me listening to like jazz music and, and uh, like folk music and stuff. And I totally right. love that stuff now. Right. That was a music you hadn't, you heard when you were younger, but hadn't appreciated until you got older. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, like, like folk, for example, um, you know, uh, would be like, I, I absolutely loathed Bob Dylan. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and I love Bob Dylan now, yeah. right? Like, and, uh, you know, I couldn't stand like Bruce Springsteen and Simon and Garfunkel and John Prine. And I love all those artists now. Oh, let me ask you something real quick. Uh, where, where do you get, where, where do you find you're getting a bulk of your discovery of either new music or like where, where you get that from? Um, I would say uh, a lot of it probably comes from, I, you know, my music, uh, my streaming platform that I primarily use is Apple Music. Mm -hmm. And like you mentioned a minute ago, you know, a lot of those streaming services, they have like sections that, you know, you can click on a genre and it'll show you like, you know, new new album releases or, you know, artists that we're listening to that we're into right now. So there's that, but then also social media, I think, yeah. like I, I follow a lot of, you know, Facebook and Instagram pages for, for, uh, you know, music. Oh, that, that put out like, like share new music and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like consequence of sound and stereo gum. And, um, I, I, I've gotten a lot of 
uh, new stuff from there. And then also just simply the, the, the radio, like uh, KRCL, man, our, our uh, local public radio station kicks ass. And uh, like, so one of the bands I wanted to talk about, I actually did uh, discover them through KRCL, one, one of the DJs. I, I, I'm guessing it was either eBay or Bad Brad, but uh, uh, the band's called Karungbin. It's, it's a Thai word for aeroplane. I totally encourage your your listeners to check these guys out if they if they don't know of them. They're a, they're a trio out of uh, Houston, Texas, and uh, their influences that they're, they're primarily instrumental. You know, they've got they've got a couple of songs where they just kind of lightly sing, uh, but it's a it's a trio: bass, drums, and guitar. Their influences really are all over the place, from like. Middle Eastern music to Spanish music to Thai funk and soul, <laughs> which <laughs> it, it, that really is a genre. Like in in the in the sixties and seventies, there was a Thai funk rock scene. Uh-huh. And I watched an interview with these guys one time. They're talking about like that. That's uh, you know their influences. One of their primary influences was Thai funk. And if, when you listen to their music, you can absolutely hear it. Like you know exactly what they're talking about. But also they touch on like you know classic soul and dub and psych rock, and it's it's just bitching. The drummer uh, Donald Ray Johnson Jr. Um, dude, his I've never seen a more laid back, patient drummer that just locks in some solid break beats he kicks ass and and then uh mark spear the guitar player is uh dude his chops are just amazing and then laura lee uh she's the bass player and that their their 2018 release con todo el mundo is uh probably the fate my favorite of the few albums that they've released um they also did an ep with uh an artist by the name of Leon Bridges, kind of bringing back that, uh, you know, classic soul vibe, you know, like Marvin Gaye. Sure, you know, yeah. Al Green kind of kind of jam. Uh, super talented kid. But yes, uh, Con Todo El Mundo is the, is the, per, the, re, the, the release that I that's the one that, recommend. So that's the one they should get their feet wet with? Oh, yeah, totally. There's, uh, they have another, their, their latest release came out last fall. Uh, it's called Mordecai. Um, really good, but I'd have to say that, that Con Todo El Mundo is my, my, my fave, but they've been in heavy rotation for me in the past uh, couple years. So what city do you feel like, um, in, in, in the United States are, um, some of the newer, like is putting out a really cool, uh, batch of musicians and artists oh geez yeah you got you got your run-of-the-mill cities right la new york nashville yeah uh, there's so many great bands that have come out of like austin dallas houston areas yeah um, you know like one band that comes to mind that i absolutely adore too is the band spoon oh yeah they're they're, they're out of austin a great rock and roll band um you know and even like uh you know, Nashville's always heavily associated with, you know, that mainstream country, right? You know, like just heavily produced, polished, you know, radio friendly country music that um, Americans yeah. so seem to enjoy. But there's, there's other, 
bands that come out of Nashville too that that kick ass, right? Yeah, I mean, they've got a pretty solid music a, scene. There's a rock scene. There's a punk scene. There's you know. Yeah, uh, I I'm uh, Minnesota for me right now. I I mean I love all kinds of music, but I do lean to a lot more uh, hip hop and underground yeah, hip hop and it, it, indie hip hop and yeah 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 the upper Midwest they've definitely. Uh, uh, produced uh quite a stock of talent like I, I would assume you're referring to like pos yes uh, he's from doom twin tree cities and, right yep all yeah Do- doom tree yeah and good, uh, good stuff atmosphere brother ali i mean yeah they're they're all from up around that the those parts but yeah um what uh, how about another we got another band you got another band oh, to turn absolutely. Us on to? oh i got bands baby <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another band that I've, I've really that's been blowing my mind lately too. Uh, they're they're a newer band. Uh, they're uh, they're called Idols. I D L E S. They're a punk band out of Bristol, England. Um, oh yeah. Kind of you know post punk indie punk. I don't know. They're they they're, they're, they they kick ass. Uh, they're super wild. Their their latest album, Ultra Mono, um, has been in heavy rotation for me too. That was released last fall. Got some killer tracks on it. You know, f- five guys. You know, drum, bass, couple guitars, a lead singer. They've generated a lot of buzz, uh, not only in you know in the UK and throughout Europe, but absolutely here in the states and in Australia. They, so they've got three releases, right? And their their newest one's good. I mean, all three of them are awesome. Then they also have a, uh, they also released a, a live record. Um, it's called A Beautiful Thing, uh, live at the Bataclan. The Bataclan, it's the, uh, it's a really famous um, concert venue in Paris. And that actually is also the place where um, you may recall back in a few years ago when uh, the Eagles of Death Metal were playing there and the crazy terrorists came in and shot the place oh. up. Um, unfortunate event of course yeah. but um the Bataclan's uh like i said a really famous venue in paris and that particular live record just totally kicks ass man where would you where's a dream location like where you would want like to see a band perform that you've never been oh geez or venue uh, concert venue i guess you would say or even just like a what do you even just like a bar venue or something i don't i don't i, I would say i mean dude there's there's a, there's a few of them um i would love to see a show at uh first avenue in minneapolis that's a uh, really popular venue yes um uh stubbs barbecue in austin um that that would be a great place to see a show uh the ryman auditorium in nashville You've done, you've done, saw, seen shows at Red Rock, right? I have, yeah. You, Absolutely love it, dude. It is, what a magical place, man. If you, if you get up far enough, you know, because the stage is like, you know, like main level, if you want to call it that. I mean, it's in the rocks, it's in a, the mountains. And then the seating goes up from there. And right. so if you get up high enough, not only do you see the the you know the band performing and the and the the shape of the red rocks around you but you can uh you can see the denver skyline off in the distance too which awesome is, which is cool yeah um i saw the only the only band i've ever seen there uh, i saw fish there like 
uh, four different shows. Yeah, you were a big fish fan, right? I was. Yeah, I, I went on a fish kick for a while. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got into those hippie jam bands for for a minute. Um, certainly, it was a fun part of my life. We got about ten more minutes. I want to hear you. You have a third. You have another band, right? Absolutely. Let me throw let me throw a couple more randos at you. Um, if you could form a band with any three musicians, dead or alive, oh, and wow. you could have like one drummer, one guitarist, one whatever whatever three you you wanted, is there three that you would just think would be the band of your dreams? Yeah. Um, let's go with. Uh... Oh, John Bonham on the drums. Okay. Um, Yo-Yo Ma on the cello. Oh, yeah. Look at you. <laughs> uh, uh, let's go with uh, Chick Corea on the keys. There That's you go. It. What, are you, yeah. what, are you, what are you playing in that band? Um, I play the piccolo. And what is this? What kind of music do you think is coming out of that band oh that you my just? God, I have no idea. I try and make it funky as possible. <laughs> is there an instrument that you that you don't play that you wish you could play? I've actually been considering um, uh, purchasing and uh, taking a stab at the uh, steel guitar, the lap steel. How different is that from playing the? regular i mean because you play guitar so right yeah uh, big difference i i don't know i don't know a whole lot about it I, I mean i would say that i'd say so i think the tuning is different than standard guitar tuning um but i think the fret placement should be pretty similar i i think like with most stringed instruments um if you if you know your way around one i think you can yeah uh, pick up pretty quickly on others you know uh one last rando zoo or amusement park uh amusement park okay why you, are you zoo i mean i don't care for zoos as a as a practice uh but right. i i can't i don't ride rides i get sick i, I wish yeah. i could because I, I know my wife loves the amusement parks and i i love the concept of them i, I used when i was younger I used to love riding rides but I yeah, seriously, so I, I. I, it's so bad for me. I've even tried taking Dramamine, not as for fun, like in the old days, <laughs> but, uh, to to try the rides, and um, right. it still still didn't work. I just yeah, I get, motion sickness is so overbearing that like I just I can't even function. It's it's awful. I, I mean, they're certainly they're not on my radar like they used to be when I was a kid. You know, like I don't like I could do without them. Right? Yeah about as much as I could do without the zoo too, you know? I mean, there are some cool zoos out there though. If you've been to the uh, the Smithsonian Zoo in DC, that one's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I love I love, I love animals. So I, I love like being able to see them, but the act, you know, the whole practice of a zoo, you know, that- It can I'm be not, pretty shysty, yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm just not a fan of caging animals and, no. and, and the treatment of animals, but, I, but I'm, there's a selfish part of me that's, that you know still goes to a zoo and sure yeah um, i want to see the animals so have you ever seen a massive banyan tree in person no they know. are incredible <laughs> where where would you find those uh well uh i mean they they have them in samoa so that's where okay. i saw them okay say, gotcha 
we stayed in a tree house that was uh built in in as a hotel in that sounds amazing in the tree it was pretty fantastic all right for the next five minutes uh, sell us on one more band okay last and definitely not least for me is absolutely hands down king gizzard and the lizard wizard oh that's right you've been talking about them oh man i just they just blow my mind like they're and these guys are just music making machines dude they've got they're 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 a seven piece band well they're six piece now um they had two drummers and one of the drummers left the band to focus on solely focus on the uh, band's own record label called Flightless Records. Um, but I've had the opportunity to see him live. Uh, all three bands I've mentioned, if you get an opportunity to see him live, by God, do so. I, I, I have yet to see Karungbin or Idols. Um, I know that if they come through town, I'm so on it. I've had the opportunity to see King Giz uh twice uh both times here in salt lake and they were just mind melting shows dude they're (laughs) so energetic um just put on an amazing show that they've been around since like 2010 and so in the past in the past what would that be 11 years they have managed to bang out like 20 something albums where where are they from they're from Melbourne, Australia. I want to say it was 28, 2017. It was 2017. They managed to release five LPs in one year. Wow. They're, they're also um, similar to Karungbin in the sense that uh, they're, they're kind of genre bending, you know, they're sure, you know, they'll play anything from like psychedelic pop music to thrash metal there's uh, a handful of uh, i, I want to say three of the seven six seven artists uh they they share the uh vocals you know like one guy will sing a song and then another guy will sing a different song when you say they have two drummers is it two full kits or is it like two some... full kits wow two full kits and and the cool thing about like like you know like the grateful dead for a while had two drummers right what it, can, and, you, uh, can you explain what what do you get out of that? Oh, it just beefs up your engine room, man. Do they so do they syncopate or like do they play they the syncopate. same thing? They play the ex- exact same beat every oh. single song, dude. So yeah. the drums are just massive. Banging, massive. Yeah. I I imagine you have to be a, a quite a skilled drummer to be able to play with another drummer and you're both keeping the same time. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, in some cases, like like the first time I saw them, the drummers, um, they set up their kits where they were facing each other. Oh, wow. Instead of facing the audience like most drummers sure. do, they, they were in the center stage back and their kits were right next to each other and they were in each other's face and they were just watching each other the whole time. Just And then they've got, you know, bass and then two guys are primarily guitar and then they've got two multi-instrumentalists like uh you know what i mean by that is like he's playing several instruments throughout the show or they're right. you know, like he'll be playing the keyboards and then he'll pick up the harmonica and then he'll pick up a guitar and um super super talented band what, highly what, recommend them what what album show the people get their feet wet with them um i would say maybe the same album that I got my feet wet 
with. Uh, it's called Flying Microtonal Banana. <laughs> and it is it's bitching in fact the, the first track of that album it's called rattlesnake it's just such a banger man it's flying so good microtonal banana yeah flying microtonal means. banana <laughs> so what it is is um the one of the uh band members his name is Stu mckenzie he has a guitar that he calls the flying microtonal banana oh. <laughs> and it's a custom guitar it's got this really funky shape it's yellow hence the banana the headstock on it is almost like shaped like a banana and the fret spacing on the fretboard is insane it's it's kind of similar to like you know how like Les Claypool some of his custom basses he's got really funky fret spacing yeah he's doing the same thing on this guitar I've I've watched him play it like live and then, you know, watch like YouTube videos and stuff. And I, it's just, it's insane, dude. He's an insane guitar player. Um, the buzzer has gone going. off. So uh, to keep it that uh, I can just stay with the uh, 45, we'll call it a day from there. Okay. Um, cool, man. I appreciate you. Uh, oh, dude. For the pilot episode. I appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity, man. This this shit's right up my alley. I love talking this. I I would like to do some sort of segment along the lines of our of our text group, the Friday Banger, where you know, sure. um, monthly maybe you can have you on, and uh, we can you can break down out you know like an out like uh, yeah. Know, here's things that uh, you guys should be checking out. Again, thank you so much, Quentin, and I hope everybody learned something. Go check out. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, um, the, also the band Harumbin, and Idols. These are yes. suggestions from Quentin, who is, as you can tell from the interview, super knowledgeable about music. Thank you for joining me. I hope you uh, enjoyed yourself. Uh, here's the drawing. I hope get that posted up. And that's it. Thank you so much, Quentin. And we will talk to you later. And um, cheers, everybody. Thank you.